It's Tuesday the 7th of February and welcome to Afternoon Sport. I'm Catherine Alcorn and I'm joined by co-host Shane Lee. G'day Shane. Catherine, how are you? Welcome. Welcome to the show. Well, thanks very much. It's great to be here. Bit chuffed. <laughs> well, um, look, I'm looking forward to it. Lots to talk about today, but I must say um, last night I ended up... Uh, wasn't watching much sport. I was watching maths, Married at First Sight, with my with my two teenage daughters, and uh, and I found myself sort of getting really into it and um, getting on the girl side and saying stuff like, <laughs> "You go, girl. You go, girl. <laughs> Don't be that girl. Come on, sister." And my two daughters just looked at me like, I'm, "I've lost. I've lost the plot." What on earth led you to that viewing experience? I might ask. Goodness me. So your daughters are really into um, it. They're into maths, not maths. Maths. Maths, yeah, no, not maths at all. No, they're not doing very well at school. But <laughs> <laughs> no, it's probably maybe because they're watching this show, mate. Yeah, it's probably more more me than them, I reckon. Anyway. Well, there you go. Well, today on the show, we'll be talking all about the stuff you do know. We'll be talking about cricket, footy, NRL, and plenty of fighting, just like on the maths show, with some boxing and UFC. So stay with us. In life, the most important thing is trust. Without it, everything is a lot harder in a quickly changing and turbulent time. Barclay Pierce Capital is a safe pair of hands, an organisation built on people. They understand you've worked hard to build your nest egg and their asset management business is tailored to suit your needs. Their services help grow your wealth in order to provide long-term safety and security for you and your family. BPC, just a phone call away. Afternoon sports. Are you thinking about making a podcast? If so, contact the Afternoon Sport Group. We'll make it easy. With the technical know-how and industry knowledge, we'll get your podcast up and running in no time. Get in touch via our website or email hello at afternoonsport.com. Okay, and first up we've got some cricket and Australia has announced that they will unleash one of two untried bowlers in the opening test in India in a move that seems they're very comfy, creating a pool of quicks. Yeah, well, it's, it's gonna, that might be the case. So um, Australia obviously uh, haven't played the first test yet in India. We've got 10 tests this year, uh, but with Hazelwood and Stark both out with injuries, Scotty Boland, who is a bit of the the Victorian Melbourne hero at the MCG has never played overseas, so he'll definitely come in the side. And it's whether they play three quicks and bring in young Lance Morris, the West Australian fast bowler called the Wild Thing, to partner with Pat Cummins. There is a push overnight. Um, obviously, Lyon will be our main spinner, but there's a push for the leg spinner, Swepson, who I thought performed really well in the last subcontinent tour. So I dare say he'll come in the side now. But you're just going to see this team, with the amount of test matches coming up over the next year, change a lot. So do you reckon this is a safe play? Yeah, well, it's, it's never a safe play in India. It's it's probably the, the, the final frontier. Um, we haven't won in India since 2004. So we're going to have to be at our best. And we all went into this tour thinking our batsmen are the ones that are going to struggle. Our bowling is no problem at all. But with two injuries to two of our frontline bowlers, it's really set the cat amongst the pigeons. And speaking of injuries, Glenn Maxwell mm. has been blocked from the Sheffield Shield return by Cricket Australia. Yeah, well, this was came down to a silly having to wrestle with his mate at a party and um, he's broken his leg and it was a clean snap, they believe. Um, so he's missed the whole Big Bash series and they don't want to rush him back for obvious reasons. Um, they still see him as a potential Australian player of the future. So they've um, just been very precautionary now. Also, Will Pekoski, the young um, Victorian 
batsman who has suffered both mental health issues and concussion. They're taking it really slow with him this time, and I think that's a really, really good move. He's only 25. He can clearly play this kid, but he's just been hit in the head so many times. Um, you know, one or two more uh, like strong hits, he, he may never play again. So they're, they're, they're pacing him back into the game as well. Well, I'm really loving this approach to taking care of players' mental health because physically mm. we know mental health is just as important. So I, I'm loving this discourse coming through in these conversations and players being open about their mental health and just saying, look, I need a rest. Well, big time. Look, it's the old joke going around in 1870, uh, men created the, the protector to, to the box you wear to protect your nether regions. Um, and 100 years later, we invented the helmet <laughs> <laughs> to protect your head. <laughs> It just sums blokes up, doesn't it? It sure does. It's a very, very good move. And um, moving on to the Women's T20 World Cup, a guide to the 10 teams in South Africa. Uh, the Guardian's put out an article uh, just guiding us through the who's who to look for um, country by country. It's it's a great list. I had a good read through it last night. Yeah, well, I won't go through all of them. Uh, Australia, the Australian girls are out and out clear favourites. Um, they get Meg Lenning back, the captain, who uh, has been an unbelievable player and performer um, uh, and leader of that team. Um, Alyssa Healy also comes back from a calf injury and Elise Perry, she's actually playing as good as she was 10 years ago. Um, the other teams I think will be in the mix for the semi-finals. Uh, even though South Africa um, didn't choose their captain, Dane Van uh, Nekirk, um, because she wasn't fit enough, I still think the South Africans will perform well. India, the big one for me, the sleeper, they've never won a major title in women's cricket. Um, but now with the new women's IPL just being founded, due to their population, they're going to become a powerhouse of the future. There's no doubt about that. And England are going to try... Absolutely, yeah, and they're hungry. Yeah, big time. And and England are going to try and um, play a bit like the men are playing. Uh, they call it basball. Um, and John Lewis is a coach, so he's a very, very aggressive. They have an 18-year-old girl called um, Alice Capsey, um, who is a very aggressive batter. So they'll be very, very positive. But I think they'll be the top four for the Women's Four Cup. And the Aussies to watch out for are newbies Kim Garth and Heather Graham, who I have to admit I loved in Austin Powers. <laughs> so I'm really, really excited to see her transfer uh, transfer from screen to pitch. That's I, I'm tuning in just for that alone. She was fab in that film. She should be quite fast between the wickets too in uh, roller skates. So <laughs> <laughs> I think she'll do well. <laughs> Very good. And moving on to AFL, a Sydney girls' school bans footy over a brain injury risk. Yeah, well, Queenwood, which is a school just around the corner from me, um, they have rep- reputation of producing um, more, more maths um, cont- contestants than, uh, <laughs> than <laughs> AFL footballers. But look, this is a real, this is a serious issue because there is no doubt that concussion and head trauma is a major um, factor in, in sport, and we're seeing the real um, results now come post people and and particularly men who have been playing professional sport a lot longer. Um, and the studies go into that that there is real issues there. Um, but they're just saying the school Queenwood have come out and said they have real concerns because um, adolescents are more susceptible to brain injury at their age when their brains are growing. Um, so they are taking a very strong stance here and actually probably going to ban AFL and all other contact sport. Um, whether this comes down to litigious reasons or just the safety of the students, I'm not sure. 
but it's a real issue for sport moving forward. Yeah, and Owen White, the Professor of Neuroscience at Monash, has said, you know, there's a lot that can be done by changing the rules to reduce the likelihood of significant head injury. But yep. my first thought is, what does this do for the next mob coming through? How restrictive is this for, you know, our next league of professionals coming through? Yeah, it, it's going to be a real issue, and um, and I think it'll come down to insurance as well. Like when you play even cricket or, or other sports now, insurance premiums have gone through the roof. Therefore, your your fees it's very very expensive to give up your, your weekends to play sport now, uh, and, I, and I can only imagine that's going to get worse. And it might get to a point where people can't actually afford to pay the premiums to actually play sport, which would be a a travesty. It's it's one of the great things in life to be able to go out in the weekend and play sport with your friends and. Um, I personally got a lot for it, and I hope that doesn't happen. Yeah, let's hope so. All right, well, m- mm. moving on to – I loved this story. The bodybuilder named, nicknamed the Predator startles fans with his bizarre <laughs> workout look. And before we go to the break, I just wanted to bring your attention to this weird and wonderful guy, Shane. And I think this look could really catch on for 2023, steroids and night masks. <laughs> his name's Kai Green, and um, he's a huge, huge bloke bodybuilder. But, yeah, he wears – Weird sort of knight helmets. Um, I mean, knight helmets is in a, a Jedi knight, um, and other masks for, for his workouts. Um, I'm personally wearing one right now. Actually, you can't see it, but uh, I'm just sort of trying to be. <laughs> I'm just going to work on the body now. That's all. Oh, I've got a silicon one that uh, similar to what the cast in Priscilla wear. It's just your makeup. You just stick it right on, and you're done for the day. But I scoured his Instagram last night, and he dead set. He looks like he could audition for the cast of Jason from Friday the Thirteenth. Or it, the Stephen King film. I mean, these masks—they're really provocative. They're scary. I mean, do you think that that play just plays into his persona, or is he just such an artful guy? Yeah. Look, if you were at the gym, you wouldn't ask him to get off the the, uh, the, the, the <laughs> one of the benches, would you, <laughs> to move over with wearing a mask like that? But uh, yeah, that's his thing. That's his marketing, and um, he's he's getting on in age, so maybe he's just keeping him youthful as well. That that young-looking mask. Well, stay with us because next up we'll be talking NRL, boxing, UFC and more after this short break. The new Elite Bet app has arrived. It's got all the betting features you expect and new ones you're going to love. Elite Bet is your one-stop shop on race day with Hot Bet, where you can back the tips of proven winning punters. Build fast sports multis and play same game multis. The Elite Bet app is the smoothest betting experience around. Trusted for 10 years, Elite Bet is 100% Australian owned. The only betting app you need this summer is Elite Bet. Gamble responsibly. Over to NRL now, and the NRL has confirmed that Latrell Mitchell and Jack Whiten have been cleared to play in the Indigenous All-Stars game, despite being charged over their little punch-up incident in Canberra. Oh, the, the NRL boys never fail to give us good content, do they? Um, <laughs> it, this this was Jack Whiten's 30th birthday, and yeah. going in, only yesterday we were talking about the Indigenous All-Stars, which is the curtain raiser to the NRL season and the number of players that actually pulled out of this match due to injury or clubs not wanting him to put him, um, their, their sort of injury woes on show. Um, you've got two key players here at 3.45am in the morning have gone out in Canberra after the nightclub and just started wrestling. Now, onlookers believe that the two were just mucking around. The cops didn't see it this way and 
arrested both the guys, were quite physical. And I was only just talking about, in the last segment, um, about Glenn Maxwell, how he had a wrestle at a mate's birthday party and ended up breaking his leg. So the boys got to be a little bit more careful. And at 3.45, look, 3.45 a.m., I've been there. I'm, I'm, I'm not judging. But <laughs> not, much, from not much good goes on at 3.45 a.m. No, that's right. And, you know, these these blokes are public figures and they should be at home. Yep. Re- I, I sound like a mum now. They should be at home in bed resting. <laughs> Take it, you yeah. know, launch into FebFast, boys. Take a month off and just uh, yeah. just prep for the game. And Raider reveals the secret to the breakout season as teammates follow suit and Whiten should too. Yeah, so Joey Topine um, last year decided uh, not to drink and he's had his best season of all time, funnily Good enough. Good boy. Um, yes, he's been very – and to the point where the players couldn't believe how much he actually improved as a player in that one season by not drinking. Um, and a few of them now are starting to follow suit. Um, Josh Papalahi, he's also decided not to drink this year. He's going to give it a go. And it, and it does make a lot of sense. And um, you know, my brother Brett actually gave up drinking for nearly – he was going to do it for three months because he had back injuries. He ended up doing it for nearly two years and, funnily enough, had his two best years as well. So it just allows you to recover better, train better, and then hopefully perform better. Uh, I took four months off the booze in prep for a, a big show that I had at the end of last year, and it was just life-changing. So good luck to them. I think that um, I think more players could benefit from this approach. Yep. Moving to boxing now, where Australian champ Harry Garside is potentially moving to the dark side after announcing his boxing career may be done, choosing reality TV instead. Shane, is Garside punching well below with this decision? <laughs> He's been punched in the head one too many times. This is, this is a very, very poor decision on his behalf. This guy is a decent boxer and he chose to go on, I'm, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here, over Ooh. being on the Foxtel main event um, uh, as the as, as the head fighter uh, there, uh, to the point where promoter and legendary trainer Johnny Lewis has dumped him and said, mate, you're not serious. Um, I'm not going to waste my time training you. Uh, so he's choosing to go down the celebrity route. Um, I always say if you, you do everything well on the paddock or in the ring, um, all the rest of the stuff will take care of itself. And I think he's just, at his age, is just going for the celebrity more than actually doing the hard yards a little bit too early. Well, do you think it has anything to do with his injury sustained a little while ago? Has he lost some confidence? Yeah, potentially. Maybe he doesn't think he's up to it anymore and it's, it's a lot of bravado. But, uh, look, I think he'll just regret this. Um, if you've got a legend like Johnny Lewis who's willing to give you his time to train you and, and put you through it... Um, one thing you never get back is, is your young years, so you should try and make the most of it while you can. You can always go on a TV show down the track. Well, absolutely. Well, good luck in the jungle, yeah. Harry. Let's see how. You, <laughs> let's see if you get out. <laughs> Moving to UFC now, and Alex Volkanovski is fighting for his place in Australian sporting history when he takes on Islam Makachev at the UFC 284. Yeah, he's huge. He, he is fighting for his, his place in Australian sporting history, and, and this guy potentially get him as one of the greats. He's all, already won the, um, the featherweight title. Um, he was He's regarded pound for pound as the number one fighter in all of UFC, pound for pound, and now he's looking for, to get the lightweight title, which would put him in sort of rarefied air, and um, he's a boy from the south coast, from Wollongong. He, he's tough. He's tiny, um, but he is, is one tough uh, fighter and competitor, and um, yeah, I wouldn't put it past him. Makachev, the guy he's playing uh, or fighting, I should say, um, has is twenty three and one, and he lost once, so it's going to be a tough fight. But uh, this uh, Volkanovski, I'm, I'm tipping him to win this. 
Well, a good boy from the gong certainly has that fighting yeah. spirit in him, so good luck to him. And this next one, this is hilarious. Uh, a riff between two Irish blokes. Le- film star Liam Neeson has labelled Conor McGregor a little leprechaun in a bizarre rant saying that McGregor is giving Ireland a bad name. <laughs> and I'm just wondering, is Neeson, is he secretly green with envy? What is going on here? I love it. Um, I don't know if he'd say it to his face, or he might just get up on the mic and go, I don't know who you are, I don't know who you are, but I will kill you. Well, if you've seen the picture accompanying this article, it looks like Liam Neeson's taken a sidestep into porn with that mo, my goodness. (laughs) A little green leprechaun porn movie, there you go. That's that's something we look forward to. Protect that gold. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, what do you reckon? I mean, and it's gone, you know, now it's a Twitter war and Conor McGregor's coming back saying, oh, you know, island pride forever and all of this sort of stuff. So what? why why would Neeson try and, and spur up McGregor like this? I don't know. I don't know whether it's a setup behind the scenes. We've seen that um, the ongoing sort of feud with uh, Hugh Jackman and, um, and who's the other bloke, the good-looking dude. <laughs> there they was carrying on with, 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 with Oh, a, that one? Yeah, that, that guy, yeah, <laughs> with with a with a, a pretend fight. Um, but I think Liam Nielsen, he, he's pretty old school, this guy, and, uh, and Conor McGregor really leads with his chin, as he has done his whole fighting career. Um, he's a tough little guy. He's made a lot of money too, and maybe Liam Nielsen's a bit jealous. All right, well, on to the NFL now, and I love yeah. this story. Yeah, yeah. Aussie Hulk Jordan Maleta has revealed that he probably shouldn't have done that. What is he talking about, Shane? <laughs> well, he's talking about he, he grew up, he was a... Um, Tried to play rugby league for South City and wasn't good enough. He went over to the States. He was 180-odd kilos when he got there. He's 211 centimetres tall. He's a man mountain. Oh, he's huge, But he Big used to wag school. Yeah, he used to wag school um, to watch the Super Bowl and only because of the halftime entertainment. See, I and feel And now he's him. going to find himself. <laughs> yeah, and, and now he finds himself as the main entertainment as the Philadelphia Eagles take on the Chiefs, Kansas City Chiefs, in the Super Bowl next Monday. And um, he has a chance to become uh, a Super Bowl hero himself. And maybe, you never know, maybe he'll play the first half and then he'll take his helmet off, go and watch halftime entertainment and go back and play the second half. We'll wait and see. How good how good is that? It's just yeah. such a great uplifting story. And you can you can tell from his comments that he's just so dedicated yep. to learning learning the game because he admits that he he didn't know how the game worked at all because he was just watching the, the halftime entertainment. Um, <laughs> but yeah, good luck to him. Good luck to him. It's a great story. And I love the fact too that he uh, after their big win to get themselves into the Super Bowl, he didn't celebrate at all. He says he knows he's got a job ahead of him. Um, uh, one more big step and he gets that ring on his finger and uh, it, it'll be a real fairy tale story for him. I reckon I reckon the era of his halftime entertainment was when Janet Jackson revealed that nipple there with Justin Timberlake. So I <laughs> Would have rushed home from school to watch that too, let's be honest. A tiny leprechaun well, popped out. <laughs> well, that's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors. Our fantastic sponsors, Barclay Pierce Capital. They're only a phone call away. And, of course, thank you to our producer, Dan McHugh. We will be back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to Afternoon Sport. If you enjoyed the show, why not check out one of our other podcasts, like the Building Resistance. Resilience Podcast. Noel Allnup, the CEO of Securo, explores the minds of world-class performers in order to deconstruct their life tools and ethos that can help us create growth and optimise business. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or head to afternoonsport.com. Afternoon sport.